0: Welcome to Murders and Monsters. Before we begin today, a brief warning. Contents may be disturbing and language may be explicit and inappropriate for young listeners. So listener discretion is advised. Hey guys, it's Marie. Hey, hey, it's Shelby. Happy so, 2024. Happy 2024. <laughs> um, we're actually recording this on New Year's Day. I think that I might put it out a little early this week. Not promising anything, but I was kind of sort of wanting to go ahead and put it out a little bit early. We'll see how it goes. Um, but happy 2024. hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Um, and it's my week. So <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to, I've got, got kind of an interesting case this week. I've heard it before. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, once I get started, you just let me know if you have or not, but okay. it's actually a Georgia case. Um, it happened in, Con- uh, Conyers, Georgia, which is up Ooh. around Atlanta. Yeah. So <clears throat> I'm just going to go ahead and jump in. So. Okay. Today, we are talking about Jarmika Yvonne Nikki Whitehead. She's known as Nikki. So um, from here forward, I will, I will refer to her as Nikki. So just after 3 p.m. on January the 13th of 2010, two girls ran frantically toward a deputy's car. Um, we're in the subdivision of Conyers, Georgia, like I was saying, and the deputy stopped to see what the problem was with the girls. They were Jasmia and Tasmia Whitehead. And they told a terrifying story of coming home from school and finding their mother dead. Wow. So, yeah. (laughs) So, when the police entered the house, um, they found signs of a violent struggle. There were pools of blood on the carpet. There was blood splatter and drag marks. Um... Uh, the blood spatter was all over the furniture, all over the walls. The drag marks went through the master bedroom and into the bathroom. There was where they found Nikki Whitehead in a pool mm. of blood in the tub. Oh my gosh! So, Jarmika Yvonne Nikki Whitehead had been brutally beaten and stabbed. Um, mm. sorry, my papers are sticking together. Um, it would be later. It would later be determined that there were over eighty stab wounds. Wow! Right. So the detectives on the scene said that it was quote a crime of passion end quote, and that they believed that someone close to Nikki had committed the crime. So we're going to go back. We're gonna talk. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Nikki and who she was. She was born on April the eighteenth of nineteen seventy five in prison while her mother was incarcerated for drug possession. She had been raised by her grandmother, Della Frazier, who had a tough time really keeping Nikki in line. Um, It was, it was hard for her. I mean, she was the grandmother. She did the best she could, but um, she didn't give Nikki a curfew. She didn't make her, you know, I mean, she came and went as she pleased. Uh, Mm -hmm. She did, she did pretty much whatever she wanted to, because I mean, Della, she's an older woman. She couldn't... I mean, I mean, she, there just wasn't a whole lot that she could do with her. Sure. So, at 17 years old, Nikki became pregnant with twin girls known as Taz and Jazz. And that would be mm. Tasmia and Jasmia. So, for the first 12 years of the twins' lives, they actually lived with their great-grandmother, the same woman that Nikki lived with. Um, and during that time, Nikki tried to get her life together... She wanted so much more for her girls, and she was trying to get herself straight. She was trying to make it to where she had a way to provide the things for the girls that she was not able to have. Sure. So, right. So, at 12 years old, the girls um, and Nikki moved to Conyers, Georgia. This is where she put the girls in dance and music classes. People often told Nikki, they were like, you know, they are so, they're just, they're so well looked after. They had yeah. immaculate hair, makeup, clothing. Um, they were also straight A students. Mm. I mean, they had they had dreams of going to Harvard. That wow. that was that was where these girls were headed. Right. However, as the girls began high school, Nikki began to come to become a little more stern. Um, for the first time in their lives, the girls heard the word no. Mm. And it was because Nikki was terrified that they were gonna stray and get with some boys, go out partying. Uh, I mean doing all the things that she had done and it terrified her. I mean she was yeah. uh, a little late, if you ask me, but she finally wanted to like grab a hold to him and and tr- kind of control them a little bit. Sure. well that, mm, that's a little that's a little bit too little too late. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, once they
1: reach that teenage stage, I mean, I mean, I was a I was a young girl once, so <laughs> we all were. I
0: didn't,
1: <laughs> I didn't do nothing that crazy, you
0: know. But yeah, but the thing about it is, I mean, if you want to put the reins on a child, you and Lord, please don't take my advice because I didn't have my children when they were that age. Um, but had I had it to do over. I would like to think that I would have been a little more hands on as far as a parent. Not saying that Nikki wasn't. I'm not. I'm not. Right. I'm not disparaging her mothering at all. Right. Right. But if you want to, if you want to try to parent them, parent them at a little bit younger of an age so that they're used to the word no. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because at that point, they were. They were like, no. No, we ain't finna we ain't finna do it like this. Right. I mean, just because just because they had been given everything for so long. You know what I mean? hmm So so anyway, uh she began to regulate their phone usage, their curfew, um, and even their friends. And Taz and Jazz, they weren't having it. Especially because they could see their mother drinking, partying having boyfriends, all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? You got to lead by example, am I right?
1: Yes, lead by example, for sure. Yeah. But but also, you know, well she was grown. I, I don't know that I'm kind of conflicted whenever it comes to that kind of stuff, because it's like, you know, she's grown and I'm not necessarily saying like she could just do whatever she wants, but you sure. do have to, to set the example and set the standards because you don't want to just say like certain things are okay. You know, cause they are young girls. Right. Curious right. at yeah. that age where they're wanting to do certain things. It probably don't need to do. I don't know. I've been there, done that.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> same girl. Same. You know, <laughs> So anyway, the twins became deeply resentful, deeply. Um, And that is when the heated arguments, the yelling, and eventually the physical altercations started happening. Mm. Mm -hmm. It became so bad that a judge ruled for the girls to return to Della Frazier's house. That was their great grandmother, Nikki's grandmother. So he told them to go back there just to let things cool off for a little bit. And try to get some space from each other things like that oh, but wow. Nikki fought against this um and and eventually the twins were told to return to their mom's house um, but they didn't they didn't like that they didn't want to be there they knew that when they were they were there they felt more comfortable at their grandmother's and look I'll be the first one to say my grandmother raised me so when I went to my dad's house um, I was more comfortable at my grandma's She had raised me for the majority of my, from six on. And I visited my dad's off and on, but that was my comfort zone. That was where I wanted to be. You know what I mean? It was home. Right. Right. Exactly. And I mean, Taz and Jazz felt the same way. But Nikki fought against this. Eventually, the the twins were told to return to their mother's house for a two-week period. Just to see if they could, like, you know, work on things, um, find a way forward. Yeah, you know, Because Nikki really wanted to be a part of their lives She wanted She wanted to try to do the right thing for them So sure. <clears throat> Taz and Jazz were livid Livid But they did as they were told I mean they went back And, and the, <laughs> They went back and eight days later Eight days into that two week period They found their mother Beaten and stabbed to death oh. Mm-hmm. So, a yeah, little bit. So, is that your first red flag? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, just check them. So, after Nikki Whitehead's body was found, the girls were taken to the police department to be questioned. They were crying. They were asking for their grandma and for their mama. The detectives noted that both girls had on gloves and that one girl kept biting at her arm. They said it was just... Uh, the. They said... The girl that was biting at her arm, she said, um, it's just a nervous thing that I do, you know, when I'm agitated or aggravated, you know, it's just, it's, just, it's a nervous tick. I mean, I bite my nails when I, my I don't arm? have it.
1: I don't have anything on right now. So like, and that's my problem. Like, that's why I always kept something on my nails is because like, I am so bad at biting my nails when I'm nervous or is yeah. at like a peak or whatever. Right. But never decided to
0: munch on my arm when I got nervous. Or no. frustrated. Mm-mm, no. So when they ordered the girls to remove their gloves, their hands were scratched and bruised. They asked him why, and the twins stated that it was from fighting with each other. Now, that's not uncommon. You know, you know sisters going to fight, brothers going to fight, siblings, period. they yeah. going to fight. They're going to fight. Absolutely. Well, but, I mean, I don't know if I, from my own experience. but Me neither, but I know, hear that that's a thing. I hear that that's a thing, yeah. <laughs> right. So the detectives immediately suspected that Taz and Jazz were responsible for their mother's murder. Mm -hmm. So they were sent to two different holding facilities, one to the Rockdale YDC, which is a youth detention center, and the other one to Gwinnett Youth Detention Center, because at the time, they were only 16 years old. Wow. Wow. I mean, right? They were they young, only, yeah. They had only been with their mom for like four years when all this occurred, uh, because they were with their grandmother up until twelve. Yeah. So yeah, four years later, and here we are. Mm. So they didn't want the girls together because they didn't want them to kind of like decide on a story to tell. If that was the case, that makes. You know sense. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, um. They both said that they were not guilty of this. Um, And the police was like, okay, all right, well, we're going to do an investigation. We're going to, like, check out her boyfriends. We're going to do whatever kind of um, forensic work that we need to do in the house. You know, whatever the case may be. And they spent four months investigating this. Four months. And when it was all said and done, they arrested the girls. And they charged them with voluntary manslaughter, making false statements and possession of a knife during the commission of a crime. And they tried them as adults. Wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um, that escalated quickly. Yeah. I mean, very, (laughs) (laughs) very quickly. But so all in all, in January of 2014, Tasmia pleaded guilty and was sentenced to 30 years. The following (laughs) month. Yeah. The following month, Jasmia also pleaded guilty and received the same sentence. Wow. So. (laughs) On February. I'm sorry. The twins are incarcerated in separate prisons in the Georgia Department of Corrections. Tasmia is serving her sentence in Arendelle State Prison, and Jasmia is serving her sentence in Pulaski State Prison. Mm-hmm. Like up the like, road? Yup. Like What? Yes. Yes. So I mean, there's only That's two women's prisons in the state of Georgia, and those are the two. Yeah. So yeah. Wow. And they separated them. They're keeping them separated. They're not letting them, you know, have anything to do with each other. They're purposely making sure that there's there's no way that they can be together in any way whatsoever. So, um, <clears throat> with over three years in jail before sentencing, they were eligible for parole in 2017. That math ain't math to me. Okay? If they didn't get sentenced until 2014, February of 2014 for one of them, uh, March of 2014 for the other one, that's only three years. Yeah. Okay? And not... that was a violent crime. Yeah. The, I mean... Mm. Yeah. Eighty times stabbed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they stabbed her. I don't think I included this, but um, they stabbed her in the spine and separated her spinal column, which was actually what killed her. Oh my god. That was one of the 80 stabs. They stabbed her in the neck, they stabbed her in the lung. Um, I mean, yeah, it was a brutal, brutal assault on their gosh. mom. Their mom. And for what? Her. Because she said no, basically. That yeah. mm-hmm. she was actually trying to be a parent. Yep. Absolutely. But as of June 2023, Taz has a parole date of May of 2025 and Jazz September 2027. Now, that is a tentative parole date. That's called a TPM tentative parole month. Um, It's possible they could, but that's not guaranteed. Right. So, we'll we'll see. Hopefully not, because... I mean, if we're lucky. (laughs) That's insane. Yeah, but that is the story of... Nikki Whitehead. Wow. Yeah. Crazy. May she she rest in peace. I mean, isn't it though? There are just so many questions surrounding this case for me. Um, Yeah. I watched watched several videos um, of the girls when they were taken into questioning and things like that. And the different things that they were saying um, to start with as far as I want my grandma, I want my mama, this and that. And then they separated them. They both had like different stories Um, I mean, they just didn't coincide with each other. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) it, uh, there's just so many, it's just so crazy.
1: Yeah. So now granted I I grew up T totally different. Um, you know, obviously both of my parents raised me, um, but they did have me a little bit later in life. And, um, quite personally, I don't really think that they wanted to raise another child at that point in their life, you know? Yeah, I just picture myself being like in my forties and my kids are grown and you know, everything's just kind of moved on. So I could imagine that it was a huge shock for both of them, yeah. um, being at their age and not really probably wanting me <laughs> just, just not you planning know. on you. I don't right. think that it's not,
0: that they didn't want you. It's just that it was not in the plans.
1: <laughs> yeah. But you know, obviously like I came in and you know, it, it changed both of their lives. I'd imagine because sure. I was the only girl. Now, however, because they were much older and I grew up in a different time than um, their other previous kids, um, they were just kind of still, you know, stuck in certain ways and everything. So we did butt heads a lot. Yeah. And um, fights, I think, with the parents are just typical. They just tend to happen, especially whenever you hit puberty and you know, you're, you're going through all these changes. Cause I remember when I was 16 and it was not pretty, it, it was not pretty <laughs> at all. I mean, like that was really high peak in my confused era when I really wasn't sure, you know, who I was. Cause I was like so different than them and everything. So it caused a lot of arguments. And there was a couple of times where like, you know, my mom and I got into like some pretty serious heated arguments where like we threatened to hit each other but like we were never like super serious about it because neither one of us ever did they never laid a hand on me let me reiterate that they never touched me in that way but i couldn't imagine being so mad if my parents said no about something Mm -hmm. that i just go ballistic like that you know um yeah that's just that's the wild thing for me like i can't i can't even fathom that that's hatred that's you know all to out hatred. to that mm-hmm. length is is insane to me it is
0: it's very it's it's something that I can't I, I can't wrap my mind around um my grandma did raise me for a long time and um I did go back and forth between my dad's house and my grandma's house and so like that my dad I, I worshiped the ground my dad walked on loved him but my grandma's was my safe space yeah. And he allowed me to do whatever made me happy. I was right. an only child. Um, I was a girl, so you know, as a girl, that brings certain benefits when you're mm-hmm. when you're the only child as well, right? Um, me and my dad never got into a physical altercation. Me and my stepmom did. Mm-hmm. So I can understand being mad enough to like get into a fist fight. Did I want to kill her? No, no. Yeah. See, that's that's the thing. Like to to cross that that bridge
1: right there, <laughs> there's yeah. just a thin line when you're just mad, you're pissed off, you know? Yeah. Um, They're going to say some things and you're going to say some things and things just tend to get heated sometimes, you know, quite frankly, I'm glad that I had the experiences that I did because I feel like it shaped me into the person that I am today. Yeah. But at the same time, I never once felt like they didn't take care of me like they didn't you know do anything out of love or anything like there was always a reason like if they said no Shelby you can't you know go to this party at some random dude's house that's like three years older than you <laughs> because yeah. you know that's not okay that's not what 16 year old girls do and I'm like why you know and I would get you know stuff like that like it just, yeah mm-hmm. but now where I'm at now I'm like, okay, yeah, that makes sense because, you know, and you don't think like that because obviously your brain doesn't even fully develop until like you're 25,
0: you know? At least, yeah.
1: Yeah, at least. And so there's just certain parts of your brain you're just, you don't understand because- you don't have that piece there to understand, mm-hmm. you know, but that's why you have to set boundaries and everything. Like granted, my parents were, were lenient at times. They were pretty strict in certain areas. You know, you can't be out past like 10 or 11, depending on what the situation was mm-hmm. and everything. And I feel like that now, like that was pretty generous at yeah. 16, you know, because there's a lot of things that can go down when your 16 year old girl is out
0: wherever. Yeah. <laughs> And you don't know where, wherever is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, and my mom would make me like text her, like, you know, every hour just checking in, you know, or if um, we went, if I was out with a boyfriend or something and I went to dinner and then we went and did, you know, something else like bowling or something like that. She just wanted to know where I was at. At the time, I probably felt like that was kind of controlling. Like, I can't believe, oh, my gosh, like, I can't believe she's doing this to me. Yeah. But now I'm like, I'm going to definitely be like that because yeah. <laughs> I need to know. Right. Don't trust
0: anybody. People are crazy. So. And I mean, fortunately, we have the situation now to where, and Lord, I'm glad they didn't have it back in the day because I would have been fucked. But nowadays, we got, you know, Live 360. We got, oh, I would have uh, been so- your phone. <laughs> i would have been so messed up sorry mom oh, if you're listening been, but... yes oh my god i would have been girl <laughs> i was never where i said i was gonna oh, be oh man yeah I was never where i said my, I was gonna be. the
1: other night i actually visited a good friend of mine and um they live out in byron so mm. you know it's a good bit of a drive from us um but <laughs> my mom called me the next day and she said hey where were you last night cuz we've got life 360 mm-hmm. and i was like oh i went to visit my friends you know and uh she was like oh well i thought you were somewhere else because i was looking at your location and it said that you were you know here, like, kind of close to making. I said, "Well, I was close to making, but <laughs> no, I wasn't in making." So, yeah, I could just imagine the conversations we would have had that had been around when mm-hmm. I was like sixteen and mm-hmm. everything.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
1: She's still stalking my location now. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah.
1: I, I still, you know, just can't fathom mm. ha- how you cross that spectrum. Like, what went through their minds? In that time where they were like, you know what, you, you tell me, no, I can't go and do this or I can't see this person or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, and you, you make a decision like that
0: decision. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know,
1: that's, that's the thing that really just, I I can't get past because, you know, you're 16 years old, you're Mm going to make mistakes, right? I mean, we all, we all do even us as old as we are now right we still make mistakes um but we tend to learn from them a little bit better than we did probably when we were that age but i just i still couldn't imagine you know Mm -mm. getting to that point yeah just just because you didn't get your way Mm. yeah
0: and i mean i understand that they didn't really have the mother-daughter bond that they may have could may have had um, had Nikki raised them on her own, you know, from one through 12 when their grandmother yeah, um, did not say anything bad about that. I'm glad that they had their grandma. Um, right. But could it have made a difference? I mean, who knows? Who knows? But just want to say, um, rest in peace, Nikki. And, you know, we're super sorry yeah. that her mother, Nikki's mother, Della, um, had to go through that. She lost her daughter. She lost both of her granddaughters. Um, and I, I can't imagine what her frame of mind, what her grief is like, you know, with that situation. So
1: I couldn't imagine that either. Mm-mm. That's painful.
0: Yeah. All right. So um, we're going to go ahead and we're just going to kind of like um, cut this off tonight. Shelby and I are going to do another recording after this is over. So if y'all would like to hear our intrusive thoughts, our, you know, just crazy banner. <laughs> talking about whatever um come join us over on patreon uh become part of our frankenstein clan you can do that for five dollars a month patreon.com uh, slash murders and monsters so come join us over there but um always remember monsters do exist don't be a victim